Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. We've got a wonderful guest today. We have Ashley and the special guest host, Adrian. He is uh, from the phenomenal podcast, Adrian Has Issues. The way this episode came together is I was listening to an episode of Adrian Has Issues called Audio Wheaties, number, episode number 48, which Ashley was the guest on. And the description for this uh, episode for, that they did was pretty perfect. Adrian and Ashley party like it's 2006. Uh, so I think we so I started tweeting with them online and we started talking. And I was like, guys, let's make, or I don't know who initiated it, but somehow it turned into let's make a podcast episode because I love all the same music. So this episode is honestly just dedicated to talking about music from like the late 90s and the, the aughts and the maybe, I don't know if we even talk about anything past 2010. But yeah, so if you're a fan of the scene, punk rock, Pop punk, that kind of culture, the drive-through record era. Uh, this is what we talk about the entire episode. So this is actually, uh, I guess it's technically a bonus episode if you're listening to it in real time. If that's not your world, then um, this might not be the episode for you. But it was a ton of fun. Make sure you go back in the archives. Adrian's been on as a guest a couple of times. He's been a guest host, one of my best podcast pals, and uh, just wonderful to get to chat with Ashley. And you should check her out online at Iceberg74, where she'll talk hockey, pop punk. Just just tweet her bands you love from this time frame. People people love that. Uh, make sure you check out her Etsy page for the Indigo Owl, which is just Etsy.com slash Indigo Owl Accessories. It's pretty cool stuff. It's like little toys for um, cats and some other, some really cool stuff. I really recommend you get it. I'm about in the process of buying... Uh, Taco, a taco cat toy catnip, because yes, I'm one of those weird cat people, or the donut uh, to- catnip toy. I don't know which one. Uh, so thank you for listening. Make sure you follow um, Ashley online. Check out Adrian's show, Adrian Has Issues. He's a huge, he's a fan of music, comic books, and sports, and I like one of those things. Um, Ashley, what a wonderful guest. We had a ton of fun, and I think, I remember, I think I had to end it, because I actually had to go. And I think we all could talk for hours, so we'll have to do something like this again. Um, so make sure you check us out online at coretemparts.com. We'll have the links for everything in past episodes. I'm on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast, and find us on Facebook. And uh, let's just let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Cortem Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows that pop this live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at CortemParts.com. All right, so I hit record on that. Um, on the rooftop, shout it out. <laughs> that's staying in the episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, that's right, Chris. You were you were really around for a lot of the old show. I used to bring in a song a lot. No, I don't think we even knew each other. But, um, so, I, actually, my first question, how do you guys know each other? How do we know each other? It's been a while. Um, are you real-life friends or internet friends? We are internet friends. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I was doing a music website with 
a mutual friend of ours who I kind of don't talk to anymore. Um, but he, he basically told me, like, there's this guy I know. He's probably going to contribute from time to time. And I don't think you ever actually did. Um, but I got to know Adrian through that. And then. Oh, yeah, because that's right. I'm sorry to make a cut you off. That's when I was doing the music. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out you and I have a ton of shit in common. So. <laughs> I, I, you, you, you were uh, recently on an episode of Adrian Has Issues. Uh, what's it titled? Because by the time this airs, it won't be recently. Um, Audis. Yeah. Oh, you, what was that? It cut out. Am I in? Um, audio Wheaties. Um, okay. it's episode 48, but how did we, oh, that's right, Ash. That was, that, you came up with that one, cause I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I remember. What, it was, oh, no, I don't. I just listened to it a few days ago, and I remember, like, nodding that down in, like, a mental note. And, uh, but it was really funny. But you guys have this, like, Larry David, uh, Jerry Seinfeld thing going, where, like, I didn't, I just could listen to you two talk about, uh, 90s and 2000s pop punk. And <laughs> so I was pretty excited to do this. I'm Which glad is, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. And I also love that world of music obsessively. <laughs> to this day, I kind of feel like I never got past it. It's not healthy. Nobody did. And I think that's the great part because much like our parents get super nostalgic about like music they listened to when they grew up, but the only difference is they had at least a good 20, 30 years before they did. We decided, fuck that. Let's just make it like five years since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and we're getting like wacky nostalgic about bands that are actually still touring. I know, like Dashboard and Taking Back Sunday are headlining Taste of Chaos while this is happening simultaneously. I'm like, but those bands never stopped. No. Like Taking Back Sunday and Dashboard. Well, Dashboard, I think, has taken, Carava's done some breaks here and there and other projects and whatnot, but they've just been consistent. Maybe the member lineup change would be a little different. Yeah, they, matter of fact, they actually just reunited, um, for the scene forever, like, I guess, with Chris Carava. Oh, um, that I'd was, like to go to that. <laughs> that was two years ago, maybe? Almost three at this point, but yeah, that's a thing. Rest in peace, uh, John Bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, dead. <laughs> that <nice> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Prince died, uh, Bowie's dead, uh, who else can we think of? Um, Alan uh, died. The guy from Spring Hill Jack. Wait, uh, that's what? A, that's, uh, that's a very old death. That's he. They died when the band was popular. Oh, I was gonna say. Wait, did he die recently? No, no. This is probably before I even knew who they were. <laughs> okay. Are we <laughs> the same? You know who they are? <laughs> yes. Because I'm from Connecticut, and that was like our claim to fame. Yeah, they kind of they kind of moved. Look, I mean, we figured that out like when we first started talking. Is that Jersey and Connecticut? We didn't really share a scene, but there's a lot of spillover. But Spring Hill Jack wasn't huge here, but your scene was better. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Yeah, but granted, actually, I mean, I mean, you come from two scenes, so you kind of got like the double badassery. Yes. Um, the awesome part was that my parents moved down to Tampa right as like Fueled by Ramen was starting to become a huge thing. Oh, so God. I got to nice. see, I got to see a lot of those bands before they were like huge things. So, so awesome. There was a band from Florida I used to love, uh, Holy Bread. Did you remember them? Wow, Holy Bread. Weren't they like a hip-hop kind of rock group? Yep. They were really good. I miss those guys. What happened? Did they break up, or is it, are they still doing it? From what I understand now is every band is either reunited or does a podcast. <laughs> 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 That's you 
I'm, I'm assuming it's one. Of, it's the latter. <laughs> uh, that's right, because we were talking before. Um, I mean, shoot. Uh, what's the name from uh, Get Up Kids? He has got a podcast. Um, yeah, nothing to write home about. It's really good. Right, and what was the other one? Was it Fleas Navi Pod? Is that the... Oh, that's Tony from uh, uh, Motion City. That I was like, did I ever tell you I was like an intern for that for like a month? And then it really? Did. Yeah, like... I was trying to hire him to write a theme song, but like I just ended up not being able to afford it. But we were emailing back and forth, and then one day I just saw this thing on Twitter. It was like looking for someone to like intern. Is all it was like listen to the episode, write some notes, so I can make my descriptions a little better, and like get like a free shirt or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. So I did it for like two or three episodes, and then the show kind of ended. But my in my head, I was like, I'm just gonna do this until Tony's a guest on my show. <laughs> and then, then it never. And I had like people on that he knew around that time. Cause that's when I was getting like the, like Steven and Jonah. I was like, are they know, I was trying to do that like thing. And I knew he knew a few people, but it isn't, I never, it never worked out. Oh so. my God. I'm looking at the field by Robin lineup. This is every band we basically spent like an hour and a half talking shit about. Uh huh. <laughs> so, right, so where did you grow up, Ashley? Like what's your, Holy shit. We're, we're both East coast, Northeast. Our, see, our stories are so similar, but you're from what, Florida and somewhere um. else. I grew up, like, we moved around a bunch, but, like, home for me is St. Louis. Okay, well, blues. Yeah. What's the music out there? Um, is it good? There are a ton of scenes out there. Um, They've got a pretty decent, like, hip-hop kind of scene. I mean, like, Nelly's from there, and Chingy's from there. Some other, like, big rapper guy is from there. Like, that's not my music, but... I do love Nelly. Um, the St. Lunatics and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Murphy Lee and all that shit. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just had to geek out, because, I mean, not for nothing, though, that scene was huge for a while, especially, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Right? They, they kind of ran gambit for a while. Um, Weirdly enough, so a friend of mine and I went to, the when the Blues were in town, um, we posted picture. We posted a picture on Instagram of me and my blues jersey and her in her lightning jersey, and Murphy Lee liked it on Instagram and like tagged one of his friends, and his friend liked it too. It was kind of one of those like the thirteen year old me like squeed internally. <laughs> like the internet's a weird thing that I'm talking to people I shouldn't ever talk to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've gotten that from Twitter more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you shouldn't speak to me. <laughs> but but okay. it's kind of cool though, because you know, a lot of the a lot of the bands that we're into, I mean, I guess they're now starting to realize that a lot of scenes do. Where, all right, I'll I'll quit it to comic books or like let's say like geek culture, where there's a certain scene out. Like let's say pop punk is kind of like the original Star Trek, where it's huge for a while. Then those people decide, well, it's not cool anymore. We're going to stop doing it. But people won't shut the fuck up about how much they loved our stuff. <laughs> and then it kind of comes back around to like, wait a minute, we have a, a thing here. Like people really appreciate what we do. Well, it's like all these so bands like, that are like reuniting and stuff now. Like they're obviously reuniting partly because they want to, but at the same time, there's a huge market for it. Right. Oh, so what is your entry point to the? What is that era called? Because I think that was like a little bit after. I mean, I'm involved in it, but I think I was a little bit, little bit after. I don't know. I'm not good with the years. Like, what was both of your entry points into that world of? Is it scene? Because I guess that's what it's called. Scene. 
Um, I mean, I was definitely a scene kid. Like, yeah. it was embarrassing now looking back on it. Um, probably 2002, 2003. It was definitely high school. All right. Are we all the same age? I'm, I'm 31. I don't know. I'm 28. So, all right, a couple so years younger. 31 also, so it's still so, roughly running. Yeah, game. close enough. Yeah. All right, so we would, if we, we, Ashley, you and I, and Adrian, we would all open up shows together. We might not talk to each other because we've been like two cool slash uh, nervous introverts, but whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, Heather people, I'm only going to talk to my friends loudly. You guys missed me in my, like, my Blink-182 phase with like, thankfully I didn't rock the Hurley as much as I did just like a lot of Blink tees and like, Oh, all yeah. the shorts and all the ski shoes. Oh man, and the ski shoes so much. See, so see fashion was like a thing. Yeah. Any embarrassing things that you guys want to admit to? Like I used to uh, dye my hair jet black and wear Thursday shirts every Thursday. <laughs> oh, oh, That's wait, amazing. Tell me there's pictures of this. I hope I've lost a lot of things, but I'm sure I could dig some up. Oh my god, that sounds like the greatest thing ever. I wear a Thursday shirt every Thursday for like nine years. It was. Way past its time. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. so into it. I'm like, this is so clever. I actually, I was working two jobs around um, 2007, 2008, and one of those jobs was I was a key holder at Hot Topic. Oh, God. So, so you had no chance to not have an embarrassing story right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I, like, my entire wardrobe was basically, like, kind of terrible band t-shirts and embarrassing jeans and things like that at one point i actually had a meeting with the general like our general manager who told me i wasn't weird enough like i wasn't weird looking enough um what yeah that's a compliment right <laughs> did you get the flare talk like from hot topic yeah hot basically topic i got boys, the 13 pieces of punk rock scene flare yeah he told me to like maybe i should consider like getting a lip piercing or a nose piercing or something and wow. I think I just stared at him blankly. I think I ended up dyeing my hair, like, because I streaked the front of it different colors and I had the rest of it dyed black, um, which is pretty bad in itself. But I think I, like, dyed it blue after that or something like that. Adrian, so. any girl pants for you? No, I think, no, I'm too fat for that. Yeah, same here. I guess, that was the problem with being, like, uh, overweight in the scene. They didn't make clothes for us. No. They did not at all. Band shirts weren't XLs ever, unless it was a hardcore band, because fat dudes loved hardcore. <laughs> yes, I was about to say that. Every middle of the hardcore t-shirt I was buy, always yeah. too big. <laughs> too big. I, I could buy any, like, shitty hardcore band, but I couldn't buy, like, a, a band I liked. But I was um, really good friends. Uh, and I, I'm actually happy. This is nice to say. I actually still know these guys to this day. Um, they're called Folly. They're from Jersey, and um, they would what, make what? XL or double X for me. And I like to think it was for me, but I, I think I probably harassed them enough to do it. <laughs> I just want to point out something now. You know, there's something wrong with a particular scene where Hot Topic is giving you the corporate speech. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, you're not. You're like you're not being like antisocial enough. Like, uh, not conforming enough. Wait. So they basically told you you were conforming too much. Yeah, that I looked too normal. And what was weird was when I got hired, like, they asked me, like, what kind of music I was into, and I told them, and the woman, like, the manager at the time, she was like, oh, well, you can be, like, our indie expert, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, we have sub-genres of music that I have to, like, study up on? Are you kidding me right now? It was so bizarre. 
And Hot Topic, at least, at least the one where I lived, was always like really shitty mall goth metal kids that work there. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to play the uh, same mindless self-indulgence record and make fun of you for not liking it. Okay. You just don't know. Jimmy Earn. Like, no, I, I never liked him. I try not to say things are terrible because I'm like, well, it's not, it's not, I liked a lot of music people hate, so I, I get it. I get it, people. Oh, MSI, I was a band. I I hated fucking hated them. them. I hate but my them. best friend was really into them and I ended up going to a show because I oh, yeah, so didn't like I talk so much nonsense about bands, but then I was like, you know, I'll go see them live. And yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was definitely the odd duck there, but yeah, they put on a hell of a show. Like, if I were into them, I probably would have, like, gone nuts. Well, I get it. It's for the people who, like, it's the outcast, like, ICP fans. Like, it doesn't appeal to me because we're too normal. <laughs> all right, hold on. I don't know. Not, they're not nearly as bad as ICP. Oh, I always put those, that's all the same category in my head. <laughs> I, where I grew up had an enormous amount of juggalos. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Like, I actually <laughs> thought everywhere did until I went to college to find out that it was, like, an anomaly. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding. I, my friend Ryan and I talk about this frequently. I think there, I grew up in, like, a, a, a city, but not, like, a real city. Like, just, like, a small city in the center of Connecticut. So, like, you're surrounded by, like, wealth. And then we're not wealthy, but there's some people in that town who are, but not us. And people mm-hmm. like, were way poorer than uh, my family, so we're like middle class. Uh, so I feel like maybe that's why there's a lot of like low, lower class white kids who probably were getting sick of being beat up for being the minority in school, and that's where they kind of fell into uh, ICP. Well, I over intellectualized that. <laughs> no, I mean, it makes, I mean, makes sense to me. Yeah, now I look yeah. back, I'm like, oh, yes, the, the class divide is what led them to ICP. <laughs> But it's so weird, though, considering that everybody kind of, like, wrecked on ICP. I know as far as, like, the punk, and I guess would end up, like, ended up being kind of like the emo scene, they kind of adopted a lot of the same sort of following, but in different ways. They are the antithesis of, like, DIY values. Like, you know, they're, and I don't like them, but goddamn, like, they're still, they made a career out of making weird fucking music. And that's hard to do. <laughs> oh, Adrian! I thought of another guy who was dead for us. You know, oh, the guy from the Blackout Pack. Oh, see, now you're gonna make me cry. Damn That's it. what I'm here for. Did you ever listen to them? Actually, they weren't like huge for some reason. Only Adrian and I seem to remember them. Who are they again? They were called the Blackout Pack. I guess they were supposed to be like the next Thursday. Like they were, yeah, because Jeff Rickley from Thursday. Um, I think he kind of. Uh, Ended up putting them out there, and I know he produced um, their album Hello Sailor, but good for I mean, them. But their singer, yeah. they had a terrible reputation of like um, sexual exploits and shittiness to people. Ah. But I saw them once, and it was one of my favorite concerts. Hmm. I will have to investigate further. I can only think of the one song that I, as I remember, but um, I'll have to send you guys. I'll send you the video, and then you're like, "Oh, is it for um, we drink so you don't have to?" Yeah, it's a good song. Oh, that was my theme song for a while. Yeah, I think it kind of like, really reminded me more of like a Wilhelm scream than Thursday. Yeah, because that was right at the tail end of that's like 2005, 2006 when I discovered them. Yeah, and that was right as as yeah. I was kind of getting out of like the e like the the emo phase, and I kind of embraced more hardcore again. A little more. Because like, I'm uh, sorry, like thrash. thrash. Is that a word? Yes. Yeah. Well, thrash is more kind of like I would say 
I guess more kind of like Slayer, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think of like metal. yeah, I think of like Anthrax when. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. they were like melodic, like really fast and melodic, and then they would slow down and have those like, you know, how the drum would do that. That's not helping anyone. <laughs> no, wait, what was that again? Break. I'm sorry. I want to have Chris go through like an entire hardcore song, like acapella. Just oh, that would just be so easy. It's just the fucking when it gets to the breakdown, it's the guitar just goes. Dun dun, dun dun, dun dun, and then the bass is just like, and then the drums just are just the fucking the bass pedal. And what is that called? Like the fucking the bass, and then the snare. It's just the, I don't know. Like the toms and shit. Yeah, I don't play music, obviously, but like, so Hatebreed is from my town, so I saw too or my area rather, so I saw too much of that. People who wanted to make their music, and it's just like, well, prevail. See, Avery would be cool if it weren't for like the massive amount of neo Nazis that cop them. Yeah, did you? Oh, so did you guys get that happen? You guys, Nazis ever pop up? (laughs) Wait, (laughs) I have no response to that. (laughs) Well, every punk scene, there's always like you're trying to keep the Nazis out, like. It was rare, but like that was always like a thing. You always look look out for like black boots and red laces. Oh no! See, okay, yeah. once at it least in, once. I don't is know it, about you, Ash, but at least in our area, there weren't so much a lot of like scared or Nazis, but there were just always a lot of kids who, I guess, were trying to be punk, but you can kind of tell they had just started to be. And I know the shitty by you know telling somebody they are not punk they are, but as you can tell, you guys just started this, and like they were kind of like posturing at shows. Uh-huh. Like they all of a sudden like came right out of like 1977. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you found your mom's bedazzler like two days before this show, and it's like it's fine if you're into the music, but don't you know start like practically curb stomping dudes on your Doc Martens because he ain't new to that. No. <laughs> Let's just take a stance of anti-Nazi here, just so everyone's clear. I think I'm kind of anti-Nazi by default. I yeah. mean, cause look, let's be honest, though. Unfortunately, I always stuck out at most shows, all right? Yeah, you know, you know what the thing about it is, like, my youth, I was so like, man, punk and hardcore is so, and, and I love Scott, but, like, punk and hardcore is so great, and it really is accepting, and you don't get this counterculture. And looking back, it was mostly middle cl- and upper class white men and we didn't make a great environment for, like, minorities or women or, like, the, yeah. like, the progressive viewpoint that I thought we had. I was like, oh. And I don't know if that's changed. I don't, I don't think it's, like, our my fault. Maybe it's a little. Oh, it's totally your fault. It's totally. <laughs> I mean, I blame you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take the Connecticut scene under it. But, like, I remember seeing, like, women being, like, assaulted, like, physically, like, hardcore. There was this dude, Skip, in this shitty band called The Breathing Process, and he, like, literally, like, punched a girl in the face, and that was, like, Wait, the norm. you're not talking about Ben Weasel from uh, Screeching Weasel? No, no. Uh, yeah, that's another thing, right? Like, <laughs> didn't this just recently happen with some pop-punk band that, um, I don't know their name, something about the story far so... Um, the story so far, oh, Ash, girl this is all you, Didn't you tell me about this? No, that wasn't me. Dude, oh, if this just happened, like, that's fucked up, and then, like, I saw that thing about Warp Tour, we had to, like, they had a protest to kick a guy off who was, like, arrested for, like, rape or sexual assault or something. So it wasn't the utopia I like to think it was. So Oh, yeah. I think it was also pedophilia. I think she was underaged. Ooh, awkward. Well, that's statutory rape. That's different. Yeah, something like that, but either Why way... Why are you making me defend pedophiles, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not what I'm here for. <laughs> but it was weird, though, that, like, it took the tour that long to, like, do anything about it. They were going to keep them on. Yeah, and, like, I think that, not that I didn't, I loved the scene I was a part of, and I learned a lot about animal rights activism and stuff, but I wish we were, people were more inclusive to uh, the other sex and people that weren't white. And uh, is is it all clear now? <laughs> is the air done? Should I, I just walk away for a while? No, you're but you're you're absolutely right. And it was a scene, and it's funny considering that at least in the mid two thousands, you did notice a lot more of a female presence in a lot of scenes that there normally wouldn't have been. And that was and, yeah. No, I noticed that too. Like it became less of a bro club, and that was cool. And then more non-white people, which was fun. At least in Connecticut, it was really cool, like, where it became more diverse. Right. That's why I love ska shows, because it was, like, the weirdest people you've ever seen in your entire life, and no one looked like each other, and you're like, where do you hide? <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most diverse crew of people just dancing. Oh, man. So, wait, does uh, St. Louis or, like, Florida have an indie kick of ska scenes? I know Jersey got, I mean, with Streetlight alone. There's um, 22. <laughs> um... St. Louis, not really. I mean, like, less than Jake and Real Big Fish came through on a fairly regular basis. I mean, I think The Urge is as close as you get, and that's not really <sighs> the same thing. Oh, my God. Like, I want to party with Mikey Erg, and I'm so pissed. Um, a buddy of mine who I know from online, shout out to Brian, um, he is, like, a big fan. Like, he actually um, invited me to go see It Was Warriors, which is a band with Mikey Erg. And what is her name from The Measure? And I was like, oh, shoot, like, Mike Eric's one of my favorites. I love them. And then it's like, oh, it turns out he wasn't drumming that night. And I'm like, god damn it. Oh. But Florida, you're, so you're in Florida. I mean, it's, so I don't know your geography. Were you anywhere near Gainesville? I know that was a big scene. Um, I'm a few hours south of there, but I'm jealous of the music that they get on a regular basis. <laughs> Yeah, it's an amazing scene down there as far as, like, punk. And it sucks because I always figured I'm in a tri-state area. I'm, I'm going to get music, you know, flying out the ass here. But it's like every band I love is from the Midwest or the South. Yeah, do you ever notice that it starts? you start falling in love with, like, regions? Like, it, maybe there was a period of time I'd love stuff from the Northeast, and then I'd download stuff from, like, the South, and then I'd love stuff from, like, Chicago. And then, like, the when I found the U is, the, like, they're from Utah, so I was like, all right, I'm going to love all these Utah bands, and then that never happened. <laughs> Wait, the U's are from Utah? Yeah. That explains that so a lot, sense. actually. I, I don't believe they're Mormon. Um, <laughs> oh, but, I mean, even though, like, no, Utah still is pretty conservative, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, which I think that's why they kind of make sense, like... Um, I think Mark Marin had some statement of, because I've, I've been to Salt Lake once and it's really cool, but it's like, you can kind of, when you go around Salt Lake City, you can kind of see it's like the people who stay there who aren't like part of the, like, the church, like the Mormon church are usually like kind of Mogoths and whatever. So that makes sense. The, 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 the used are the used. And I, 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 I don't know if I'll get flack for it, but I fucking love the used. They were, I actually loved their second album a lot too, and I remember my buddy Agim and I like having this long conversation, being the only two people who liked that album that we both knew because I thought it was fucking brilliant. That was what in Love and, and Death, Love right? and Death, yeah. When it, I think now people look back at it and they love it, but like when that came out, it was. But I mean, that was like our typical of our world of like we fall in love with the band, you love the album, you put out the next album, you fucking hate it, mm -hmm. you put out the next album, then you go back to the album that you used to hate that you love and then hate the new one. 
And it's kind of like how Weezer's whole career went. Yeah, or Thursday. I think Thursday was the band that did that the all as well. But yeah, Weezer. I actually never really got into Weezer. Oh, that's All right, so that's sad. Really the show. Thanks for your time, guys. <laughs> yeah. I like that one album, but that's about it. Oh, that, that breaks my heart. But no, yeah, Thursday, I'm going to be the guy to flat out say it. Other than Full Collapse, I mean, I appreciate what Thursday did for the scene. Yeah, I, I really I didn't do. follow them after that. Like, you know, I, maybe I did that EP and that was it. But, you know, Full Collapse was great. Other than that, eh, saw a few songs here and there. Where All Time was cool. But, the only reason that that was cool, I think it was like that very last song on the album, it was just R.B. I'm like, meh, whatever. Yeah. So, do, should we name, um, do you, are you guys um, Alkaline Trio fans? Because I feel like I still listen to them pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Ash, you want to feel this one? Um, I'm not, even though I, they're one of those bands that I probably should love, and I just never gave them yeah. enough time. I have a um, long list of bands I should love and I don't, so that's fair. <laughs> um, he, Please are being one of them. Yes. <laughs> they did a song with Tegan and Sarah. It was a cover of a Tegan and Sarah song that's amazing. And I oh. can't remember which song it is. Was it, uh, it wasn't Wake Up Exhausted, was it? Yes, was it, it was uh, Wake Up Exhausted. It was Wake Up Exhausted. Where can I find these? Um, YouTube.com? Probably the YouTubes. <laughs> yeah, I think, wasn't that a B-side on um, Agony and Irony? I think, I can't remember which... I didn't get into AK3 until actually after my time. Oh, see, that, are you kidding me? As the overly, like, depressed emo kid who just didn't wear the makeup, Alkaline Trio is my shit. Yeah, no, I, I actually love them a lot. I'm actually, I've been, I want to get uh, Dan Adriano on the show, but I'm too afraid to ask. Oh, but, I mean, dude, though, I mean, looking back, though, Slapstick, man, I mean... Yeah, that's... I, th- I would fall in love with, like, scenes, like, because I would be like, oh, the Academy is, they're good, they're from Chicago, let me do some reading, and then find a million bins like that, and that's how I found Slapstick. Oh, God, the Academy is... Aren't they doing... Aren't they also doing, like, anniversary shows? I, uh, I actually like them. I don't think that was the band I loved, but I liked, but I, I really, I really like them. I'm trying to think of the pop-punk stuff you guys were talking about, I can't remember off the top of my head. That first, the, what's that, that? That first Academy is album is still it's amazing. Really good. Like it still so holds up. And the second one had a couple of songs on it that I liked, but the third one where he's like thirty years old singing about high school was kind oh, of good Charlotte. Uh, yeah, it was like good Charlotte. It was so <laughs> upsetting and so terrible. Oh, first off, fuck you guys. You all know you blasted that first Good Charlotte album. No, I I, I missed the vote on them. I really missed the vote on them. And I do like little things a lot. I think that's a great song. I actually have never been an album person. I've always was kind of more of a singles guy. It was Oh, but Good Charlotte's back though. They're back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope they sing about how hard it is being growing up poor while they're both married to, like, fucking billionaires. But one of them's married to, like, Nicole Richie and one of them's married to Cameron Diaz. What? Yeah, I just found that out. And I was like, oh my god. So they should really sing how hard it is having Lionel Richie as a father in law. <laughs> Does she not know that they're from Good Charlotte? Like, she I must feel not. like. No one told her. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're the one day when the, when the movie's proclamation comes on. It's singing along. like, oh, when I wrote this, she's like, wait, what? Girls yeah, it's like. A good Charlotte. Girls like cars and money? <laughs> Who would write this <laughs> trash? Uh, <laughs> gotta go. Uh, Adrian, if we made sketch videos, that was what we should do. 
Oh my god, like what? Someone should make a sketch video of like one of the Madden brothers with the two of them with their wives not knowing they're in good Charlotte and trying to, the song comes out of the car and them trying to hide it. Yeah, but I saw pictures on recently and like I know it's like, what, 15 years ago? But like, I almost didn't recognize them. Like, they both look like they got unplugged from the Matrix recently. Yeah. They look rough. Like, they, they really do. And like, I don't think they were really all that like hard living, but they kind of look a little haggard. It was crazy. Yeah. Or did they party? I don't know. Like, I don't really know much about good Charlotte other than they did a couple of songs, and one of them was like on an MTV cartoon, and next, you know, one of them dated Hillary Duff, and now we're here. <laughs> They're in the pop world. Started from the bottom, yo. <laughs> Anyone I've ever, all my friends who ever in bands never got past the like level where they can actually party because they were just driving really far to shows the next night. Yeah, like most bands are like, we're too broke to party. I don't know who are all these yeah. bands that you keep seeing that are like getting trashed. Like that's have, gas money. I have a. Now, technically, is my actually my ex cousin, but his band didn't take off until he was like thirty eight. I remember talking to him, and it's like different when you your band takes off at thirty eight and you're married with a kid than when you're like yeah seventeen. So it's different. <laughs> All right, so I have that question to ask you guys, like, because I don't know, I followed labels, and by labels I mean like record labels. A lot oh of guys. God, man! So okay, uh, the two of you, what was like your favorite label like during the teen years? <sighs> I. I Ashley, you should go first because you're technically the guest, and we are <laughs> talking all over you. Um, probably fueled by ramen. Fueled by ramen or epitaph? Yeah, uh, I loved Vagrant and I loved Victory. Ooh, and drive through. Drive through. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> Wait, how do we forget drive through? Oh, guys, we should just start over from here. Drive through records. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into this. No, this is worse. this is all staying in. This episode could be like three hours long. Fuck yeah, it. Equal vision, but drive through was like. And oh my god, I actually almost got Richard Rains to come on the show one time. Seriously? Uh, we, I, I yeah, like we were we got to the like the booking stage and then they just stopped responding. Oh, that's so depressing. That happens all the time, especially with names. It's a hard because it's like I, if you're not going through a publicist, like people, I don't know. Like it's it's hard when it's like on Twitter and like it just yeah. I'm maybe I it was probably more my fault than his. I was like, oh, I shouldn't bother him too much. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I think I'm gonna actually reach out again. And anyone out here knows him like personally or knows the email, please get at me because <laughs> I my goal. I've had like a lot of older bands have been trying to get on the show. Like I was trying to get some of the Phoenix TX people on, but. I know a way to get to them. Uh, they still got to be around. Uh, I know they're back together. They're on so, tour, I, mean, I think, actually, which makes it harder when they're active. But yeah, but drive through, man. I was like, I was. Oh man, I have uh, one of the. So I have like the drive through <laughs> DVD. Um, the first Finch album is fucking beautiful. The second Finch album is not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most oh, elegant no, way no, that I've ever heard that album described. I've heard a story before, but I'm sorry, was that that? So that's the most elegant description of that album I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be mean about it. <laughs> no, I'm going to be mean about it, because you know what, that's who I am, because I'm pretty bitter. Yeah. Hob snobbery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what what of, happened? It was a dumpster fire. It was so terrible. Yeah, it's like Metallica's St. Anger. It was just kind of... It was Metallica's song with Ja Rule that people forgot about. Wait, what? Before St. Anger, uh, Metallica put out a song with Ja Rule. That's hilarious. Right when Jason Newste- Newstead had left the band before it came out, and everyone's like, why would Jason Newstead leave Metallica, man? And then this song came out, 
Um, I remember this is how my friends were into it. We went to my friend's parents' house because we were younger. And it was like maybe I was right out of high school or so, it was a summer. And we had a pool party and our local radio station was playing every Metallica song A to Z. And they were going to premiere the new song because I hate this sounds so fucking stupid, but it's before YouTube. <laughs> like, and uh, so the radio played the new song with Metallica and Ja Rule, and the DJ comes on and goes, I promise we will never play that again. Let's pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> and I guess they must have buried that deep. It's I hard to find. Or maybe now you can find it, but yeah, it's, dude, it's, you, you, everyone needs to find it. It's, there's a part of the, the verse, it's like, Ja Rule raps, and James Hetfield goes, More than feeling. That's the chorus. <laughs> Oh my god, that sounds amazing. And then Jarrell's like, stop, come and get him. What a ache. Murder. <laughs> I don't understand, like, okay, now most of these bands kind of hit their stride, you know, 2003, 2004. So, like, I guess, like, 2006 was roughly around the time when they started getting into, like, their sophomore albums. And, you know, the scene was starting to shift even then. So I guess maybe Finch thought that they, and I understand, because they saw that that style of music was starting to kind of slowly fade out of fashion. So I don't necessarily, you know, trash them for wanting to try something different, but it just didn't sound like actual music that people wrote. Like, I just oh, don't get it. I think I remember reading that they they ended up hating Screamo. Maybe they didn't want to make what it is to burn the way, you know, like, maybe they weren't expecting it, but they became the ones to hate Screamo and wanted to do the complete opposite. No, I'm saying, I don't think Finch is necessarily that talented to kind of and I mean, they're good. No, I, I, no, I, 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 no one's disagreeing with you on that. No. <laughs> um, let, I'm, I'm going to look through uh, their roster because they did have a lot of bands that are still active in some facet today. Right. Like, I mean, they had Steel Train, which is Jack from Fun, and uh, and what's his other band? The oh, uh, Bleachers. 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 Well, no. oh, Bleachers. Yeah. Oh, Adrian, did you listen to the format since you guys last talked? <laughs> no, I did not. And I You're fired. Because I started listening. You know what it was? I started looking them up, but then they Rose name came up, and I started listening to the first fun album, which what is, is it, um, Aim and Ignite? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. If you, the if, format sounded more like that. Than yeah. Anything. If you like the first fun album, you will love the format. The format, I didn't find them until after they broke up. And it's not what you think. I don't know why it gets considered in our scene music. I listen to those format stuff with my parents because it's like 60s and 70s pop. No, that's and really valid. Interesting. Yeah, Dog Problems is like, oh my god, it's a fucking musical. It's it's beautiful. I, I, it's so same and ignite though, because like, oh my gosh, like yeah. the opening the fence and hedges, like those yeah. harmonies made me cry. Yeah, that felt like the next. Um, that really just kind of felt like the next fun album. I mean, that felt like the next format album. Yeah. So when. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So when that the one that got all big, I've like put it out of my mind because I hate it so much. Oh, um, sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> no, when I that came out, I'm like, who is this? Why is this? What is happening? Why are there drum machines? I was just like, I finally kind of, sort of came around to it, and it's fine. I just. Nate Roos wanted to make some money, and that's what that album feels like. I to read me. that he got really into hip hop. I mean, that, that was makes... like his thing. He got really drunk, got really into hip hop, and like stumbled into a studio with a producer, and they accidentally made um, that song 
the We Are Young. Yeah. He was like drunk off his gourd. <laughs> and that's actually most of the times I listened to that song and I enjoyed it. I've been really trash. Yeah, he was like <laughs> hammered at a studio and made that song. So do you guys mind if I run through a quick roster and any bands that step out we could touch upon? Sure. Adelphi, right. I'm going to go list of former bands according to Wikipedia.com. The Wikipedia. Uh, Adelphi, I remember one song by them. I don't remember them at all. They're on like a sampler. Alistair, I bet people remember them. Oh, yeah. Oh, Alistair, yeah. I named my whole ninth episode based on them, but I named it somewhere on South Fullerton, which is where Eastside Max is located. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that place. I've actually gone twice now. Really, you jerk! I didn't no, even know you went. The second time you weren't in town, I remember I asked you. So, ha. Ah. That's right. No, no, screw you, because you always do that when I'm not in town, you jerk. Yeah, I think I might be in town this weekend. I'm waiting to find out. And I'm not going to be in town, so God you know what? It. This is still on you. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> but there's a wolf preserve I found that exists in New Jersey. We pet wolves, and I want to go there. Oh my Wait, why the? F- what? What? Okay, I'm sorry. Let's go back to this list. We'll, now I'm- we'll loop back to that. I'll send you the links of uh, this place to get wolf. So I found someone on Facebook went to it. And it's like an hour away from where you live, but fuck it. That sounds um, amazing. So, and Angel, I don't know them. Uh-uh. Anyone? No. The Benjamins? That sounds familiar, but... Uh, this, this is lame. I'm going to just say out the ones we like. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Mello. Do you remember him? He ended up being in a different band. He was a... Did anyone see the documentary Bastards of the Young? I don't know. No. It's a documentary about emo. Um, it's fucking great. He's in it when he gets signed to drive through. Um... I don't know, I don't know if you mean by it, but he ended up being in the cute is what we aimed for, but they were, that was after. Oh, God, fuck that, man. Yeah, hey. that was after my time. Aw. Uh, Dashboard Ooh, Confessional. Oh, yeah. Come on. Dude, I love Dashboard. I don't give a fuck who knows. <laughs> I actually proposed to my wife to a bad Dashboard song. Aw. Wait, wait, please tell me it was vindicated. <laughs> no, it was stolen, but I got the oh. idea from that episode of Scrubs. Nice. I would have totally proposed to her hanging upside down like Spider-Man, oh, like yeah. doing a kiss in the rain to like, <laughs> I can't even hit that note in my throat. Can we just talk about the drive through uh, Dashboard Confessional Unplugged and how Hands Down is like my favorite Unplugged performance, including Nirvana Unplugged? I said it. Ooh, there goes your show's download numbers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, dude, Hands Down is one of my, I watch that on YouTube like once a week. I was angry when they added, like, drums to that and shit. Like, no, you're ruining their sanctity of the song, goddamn. Yeah, it's great. Uh, do you oh, have any God, favorite dashboard. dashboard moments, Ashley? Um, this is kind of embarrassing. Um, That's what we're here for. <laughs> so I took a speech class in high school over the summer, and we had to do, like, a performance piece. We had to read a song and use, like, a prop. Um, and I did this ruined puzzle and I took a puzzle that I bought at like, oh, that's the best song. at like Walgreens or whatever and I threw the puzzle across the room and then recited the lyrics. It was for somebody who's kind of shy and introverted, like it, it was so awful. <laughs> but, see, if we didn't hang, that. oh my God, I don't like totally hung out with you at that. Early November, I never got into them. You guys, Yes. They had to rooms too cold? Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> they, they were just on a uh, going off track like last month. It was really interesting. They're on uh, the Taste of Chaos, I believe. Yes, they are. They have a few songs I like. Hair was fun. Hair was fun. Oh, something that produces results. Oh, Harry, oh, I know man. that song. Hello, how are you? Something about hair. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how songs go, right? <laughs> 
I still air drum to that song. It's like, <laughs> fuck yeah. I think Phoenix TX is like super fucking underrated, and I listen to them all the time still. Remember that MTV them. movie, uh, Jailbait, that they were in? Oh, God. That's how they, I heard of them because I was a little bit too young for that before I got into this world, but that's why I do that song. It's like, the Everything's My Fault song. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then what was the album after that that I ended up liking better? Was it Lachusa? Yeah, I think it is, with the kid on the bike. But they were, guess, yeah. they were called River Phoenix. Yeah, and they had to change their name because, you know. Speaking you of dead people. Me. Right. <laughs> Hi-oh. Um, Finch, as we talked about. Um, one of my favorite concert going experiences. I went to a Finch with, like, Finch, Census Fell, From Autumn to Ashes, and, like, Steel Train or some shit. No, to hell with from Autumn to Ashes. I'm I had sorry. some time. I really liked them. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah. did I, but we saw them live, and their drummer is such a piece of garbage. Yeah, everyone said that. <laughs> <laughs> but I and love. it's like I actually liked the screaming guy better because I mean, yeah, all he did was just yell, but he was pretty good, and he had a really cool stage presence. But then next thing you know, we went to go see them perform. It was okay. This is so. How 2004 is this? It was from Autumn to Ashes. Comeback Kid and Rise Against. Oh my well, I god! I that too. <laughs> oh wait, were we at the same show in New York? No, I went to one in Connecticut. Okay, but yeah, the, the drummer from Water on the Ashes. He's one of these guys who I think just gets really like I think just shoots heroin and starts going like these weird quasi like poetic like diatribes. <laughs> and it's like so the show's going on, screaming guy, everybody's kind of hyped up. They're doing great, you know. The crowd's feeling them. I'm kind of like there's something off here. Their drummer was kind of off, but whatever. I through one of the songs is I guess the drummer who's also the vocalist, I guess he had to do leads and he was supposed to get up from the drums and like stand up front. But he gets up and he's staggering about like the rest of the band had to help him up. And he starts mumbling like some weird poem rant thing about the establishment or some shit. Like, I felt like I was at a Puddle of Mud concert last week, <laughs> all the shit that's going on with them. Oh, wow. And, like, he couldn't stand up, and he kept mumbling. And I was just like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? And then it's just like, he wouldn't shut up. And eventually they just put him back onto the drums, and then, like, they just continued with not doing that song. This is, what year was this? This is 2004, 2005, I want to say. 2005, uh, because, um, what was the album? Abandon Your Friends, I think? Was yeah, that the name of the Or Too Bad You're Beautiful. Yeah, it was a band of your friends, because that was the one, because basically a screaming guy was slowly getting phased out of the band, and it was all mostly clean vocals. Ugh. I like the screaming guy. I like screaming guy. He was cool. Like, he was just, like, this big, unkempt screaming guy. I was like, you know, if you're going to be a screaming guy in a band, you'd be this guy. <laughs> Were you guys into Homegrown at all? No? No. Uh, go back Wait. and listen to Kings of Pop. That's I the one Giving Up was on, right? Yeah. Okay, Giving Up was a good song. I did like that one. There was a band, House of Fools, that they were really good, but they even tore Paulson, who I was like, I loved and was friendly with. So that's the only reason I kind of knew them. Houston Calls. No one really liked them as much as I did, but I fucking loved them. I didn't even recognize the name. Yeah, they were a Jersey, Jersey band. I think they their second album sounded way too Green Day, and Mark Hoppus like, befriended them, maybe produced them or something, but... Uh, and then they kind of broke up. You, uh, you skipped just... Hello Goodbye. Oh, yeah, Hello Goodbye. <laughs> they were on the real world. Oh, I love Hello Goodbye. Like, zombies, aliens, whatever the hell that album. Attack, attack. 
No, that's a different. No, band. different band. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello Goodbye put out an album. It might have been last year, twenty fourteen. Um, where they're trying this new thing where they are like making like hipstery music, and it's really good. Ooh, I could see that because they were really talented. Yeah, they really were. Even for like the kitschy music, they were really good. Yeah, yeah. they had like good song structure and like good pop sensibility and like they were like writing good songs uh i don't i'm looking down like i'm not really into i am the avalanche i assume you are adrian because you're cooler than me yeah i kind of like them the movie life i didn't find out until about years later but i I like them oh wait you mean you didn't blast single white female every time you had a bad breakup (laughs) no because i didn't know about them until way out because kids who like the movie life where i was were dicks about it it made me hate them oh you don't like pop yeah, that'll You didn't do hear it. about this band that broke up five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Our Did ex- we know each other? Because that sounds like something I would have said to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a weird relationship with Newfound Glory where I never feel like I like them as much as I should. And every time I listen to them, I love them, but I never, like, it's not my go-to. But they're so fucking good, and they're still doing it. Yeah. Unless you both hate them. No, 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 no. no. That's it, exactly. They're one of those bands that I should probably listen to ad nauseum, and I just don't. But when I do listen to them, like, it's good and I enjoy it. It just, I never got into them as much as I probably should have. I know, and I've been to their concerts at, like, I've seen them tour, like, small venues. I've seen them tour Paramore. And both times, they put on a fucking amazing show. And it's great, because I think what helped Newfound Glory out is that, you know, they never... Whereas a lot of bands kind of shed, like, their old identities. They always kind of kept, like, their hardcore sensibilities with them. Like, it's like, and okay, comedy. yeah, they made that, too. Like, they so were they always pop funny. Punk, but, but they were funny in a way, like, they were a lot, not a lot more, but a little more mature than, let's say, Blink-182. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it's not like fart jokes and whatnot. So, like, right. they would be, like, the Mr. Show of of punk rock because like their music was very serious like or their music was but their videos and there's like an element to it like they were probably actual comedy nerds where blink Two was just what well, me and adrian and our buddy jason uh did an entire episode of blink Two, which we we find out right. that we don't like them as much as we once thought but we do love them <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah they're probably one of those bands that i probably don't want to dig into that too much because i love blink Two. And no, me too. I want to keep loving Blink One Eighty Two. There's moments, there's I have gaps of history where I don't love them, and then but overall, I'm actually very excited for the Matt Skiba stuff. Yeah, is that stuff actually going to see the light of day? Or yeah, I think it's got a, a date and everything. Wait, the shit? Did you I guys mean, tell me this and I forgot? No, I think that just came out. There's like a 15 second cl- clip they put on Instagram or something. Yeah, well, I think what we came to the realization, you know, not to take too, too much time, but, but it's like we still love Blink. We just can't put up with Tom's bullshit anymore. Yeah, now, now, oh, no. he's gone. I'm happy. He's fucking insane. So, yeah, actually, I think I'm kind of, I feel sad for him. I think he's like ill. Yeah. I think he might really need some help and it's not being funny. Yeah. It's like, uh, your friend who like drinks a lot and it's hilarious. And, and then you're all like not. 40 and you're like, uh, um, you guys tell me something here. <laughs> oh, Adrian. You got 10 more years. <laughs> okay, good. Let's count uh, another. I'm just but kidding. you know what, though? Not for nothing. I know, like, post self-titled Blink is very iffy, but have you guys heard the Dogs Eating Dogs EP? No, is it good? That shit's fire. 
Alright, does that mean good? I don't know your language. You hit <laughs> Oh, my language. Oh, good black? No, sorry. No, I was going to say cool, but you want to go that way with it. Uh, thanks, Chris. I, I'm sorry. I just realized hey, you, after... You, you like comic books, uh, emo, and sports. Actually, maybe maybe two of those things exclude you from the cool factor, but I think... <laughs> yeah. But no, you know what it is? It's like, it's still Tom being too Tom, but yet I don't know. It's just, you know what it is? It's Travis, man. Like, he's just always on point. I know. Oh, speaking of Newfound Glory, I just thought of this. Um, anyone listening, including you guys, there's an amazing podcast called 100 Words or Less, and he has uh, Jordan from Newfound Glory on. I didn't know much about that guy, but he's got a really interesting upbringing, and it was fucking amazing. And um, Plug Myself Ray for that show has been on this show, right? so you can go back and listen to that, but Ray's... Good. It's a really great podcast where he has people from the independent music world, and he gets some deep shit. Like, there's an episode with, um, I can just, well, we'll skip it. I don't know. Do you guys have a lot to say about RX Bandits? No one ever does. <laughs> no. People who are into RX Bandits, and I think actually can attest to this, because it's like a lot of our mutual friend line, like, they feel them hard. Yeah. I think, I knew someone who directed one of their videos, but then that was it. That's that was cool. a dude from Paulson. He, he uh, directed that. He started. He directed like a starting line video. Um, this cool dude. Uh, but um, thought about you. Oh, should, yeah. Well, oh yeah. But uh, so he the, one of the best episodes, a hundred words or less. He has Buddy from Census Fail on, and he opens up about a sex addiction. And it's not you. Might, I, a lot of people hated Buddy Nielsen, and I loved Census Fail, and always thought he was a dick. But then he listened to him talk for an hour and find out that he had kind of a fucked up upbringing and some mental illness and like. You're, oh, you're a recovery guy. Now I love you. He's a great human being, and it's a great episode, but god damn, I love Census Fail. Now, Census Fail, like, I don't know, maybe it's because it's a local thing, but, like, they should not still have a career, but yet they're still doing it, man. Dude, and, they have members from, like, Hot Water Music and Strike Anywhere. Right? Which, right? I don't know. Strike Anywhere, I kind of go back and forth on. Is it the Dreadlocks? Yes. How did you know? <laughs> you know me so well. well, the whole cultural procreation thing, but I still love their music. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! We're like three people was... out of like a liberal arts college. <laughs> we just took philosophy one hundred and one. I was like, nobody got it. Other, I was like, because usually I have to explain it to people. It's like the the dreads always piss me off, and yeah. it's like, and you know what it was? Like the music was always good. Like I love like New Architects. That was like one of my favorite songs. But yeah, every time I see the dude in the dreads, for some reason, like the music's message, I'm like, all right, shut up. I don't care like, dude, who's you're, disenfranchised. You're singing about being disenfranchised, but you're not getting it with your hair. <laughs> you're not getting it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, continue. That was amazing, Chris. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, don't even know to, I don't even know how to walk back from that. Because <laughs> it always made me uncomfortable, too. Awesome. But I still love their music. Um, but Census Tale, um, they were like, they took out my buddies and Folly, and the, probably the reason they really and ever got to do anything, Census Fail was always, like, they grew up listening to Folly, and then they got bigger and took Folly out, and I kind of let them do some stuff, and um, I fucking, I love Census Fail. I just, I do, I love the early albums, um, even like the 187 song, you know that one? Or, yeah, that's the one. 187 was like their hit from that era. Wait, 187? Like, you mean like the Samuel Jackson movie? Is that where they got it from? I don't know. Oh, yeah, but that's you know, that song, it's like, it's so nice sitting very still in a room where no one else could feel. I don't think I know that. 
I'm not going to sing it to you guys. You don't deserve that. <laughs> no, do it. No, I can't do it. It's horrible. Also, yeah. I just, but yeah, it's, but, uh, Steven's dope, uh, from Depths of Dream. But then when they came out from like, Rum is for Burning, oh man, that's a, that album, the Let It Unfold You album is fucking dope. Yes, it is. That was, and I can't even say that was high school. That was, that right? It's like, that was like a year after for me, but still, like, I felt that one a lot. Were you into them, Ashley? Um, I think they were one that, like, they were on a lot of, like, mixed CDs and things that, like, I'd I'd swap with my friends, but I never super-duper listened to them. Um, I'm so, sorry. No, no, that's okay. That's why my wife just walked in. Um, the band, I feel like, Ashley, I'm assuming this is for, um, uh, something corporate, anyone? Oh, yeah. That's um, me. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually <laughs> going to see Andrew McMahon again next month. So, my... My first concert that I went to, like, by myself, like, not with my parents, basically, it was, um, Sleeping at Last, the format, Yellow Card, oh, and Something Corporate. Oh, that's an amazing bill. What the yeah, hell? It was awesome. How does the format? Well, I guess SoCo in the format is like a dream tour. Yeah. This was, oh it was right around the time where, is right around Ocean Avenue coming out. So it was right before Yellow Card hit it big. Oh man! And I got to see them a ton. They, they, those dude, they were road dogs. Yeah, they don't stop touring. I think they're still at it. Are they? Or there's, they there's, up? yeah, they're still very much at it. Um, they play in Florida a lot because they're from here. So I've seen them down here, I think three or four times now. I remember it's a weird feeling when you like see a band a ton and then you don't realize that they're from a different like another part of the country, you're like, wait, you're from, like, California, and you're in Connecticut, like, tw- once a month? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> How? Uh, there's been Madcap used to do that. They were always... Oh, Madcap. Wow. Really good. I, I really love them. Uh, I mean, the rest of the drive through stuff, besides, like, the starting line, that's all I have, uh, all I care about. Oh, but I should look at the release catalog, so then, I'll... So they also had, um... Actually, we gotta touch on the starting line. I mean, come on. Oh, you want to talk about a band with, like, amazing, like, their first album, but then it's, like, after that, it's, like, what the hell happened? I like yeah. that song, Islands. Yeah, I think, from what I understand, is they all started to hate each other. <laughs> there you well, go. It's like, well, you can sleep in your own bed tonight. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, stop naming our own, stop singing your own songs to me while we played. Well, it looks Look. like, I'm scrolling through, it looks like they also, so they, um, they put out a Midtown album, Midtown's pretty good. Oh, I like Midtown. And okay, however, though, what's the one <laughs> album that's, um, what the hell? Sorry, I'm still laughing at my own bit with the, what the hell was the album? Save the World, Lose the Girl, I yeah, think is it? Yeah, Save the yeah. Girl, yeah. Oh, knew it all along, that's my shit, I, I bumped that at least once a week. <laughs> Did you ever see, um, there's a Rolling Stone article, it's like the 40 greatest email albums of all time. I'm afraid to listen to it because I, I feel like I'd be that guy who would point half of them out, probably already with emo. <laughs> uh, believe it, Orchid is on there. Really? Yeah. So, uh, the, one of the writers of it, um, past guest Jonah Bear of United Nations, um, saw, had a tweet was like, Dave or whoever from Midtown's pissed when Jeff from Orchid's happy. So I guess I did my job right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty happy. Uh, I actually, yeah. I, I hate, I'm not, no, I'll stop. But yeah, but Jeff from Orchid's actually been on the show too. 
Nice. I gotta stop doing that. I just I have some little guys. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm all about shameless self promotion, so hey, I'd be proud as shit if like somebody was like, Hey, you know, I had so and so on my show and I was like, dude, that's awesome and especially from someone who loves that background. I thought it was a king. No big deal. <laughs> no, not even, but to kind of go back and talk to some of like, the people whose music you've appreciated, that's kind of cool. I'd be kind of afraid because it's like, I'm that guy who's, I think, so opinionated about music. They somehow know about that. It's like, so, I heard you said our second album was shit. It's like, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Right, you're like, blows landing on there. <laughs> so, do you guys have like, any... My grandmother died and I dedicated that album to her. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> do you guys have any favorite concerts from this era? You went to, uh-huh. and then we could probably before we do wrap up. I want to bring up your uh, Etsy page because I'm pretty sure I'm buying some cat stuff. By the way, yes. Um, think my cat's next to me right now. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, there was the 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 hilarious Thursday show. Details. Okay, so my best friend and his girlfriend, my two best friends, really. We. Is this the so Deadpool friend? The guy? You didn't yes. Know? So this is my this is my buddy Will. Um, hey, you should ask him about our ignoring movies episode. Oh, Burn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, we the the, the, two, the three of us went to see Rise Against. This is still like around 2004, 2005, and it was Thursday. Circus survived, and Billy Talent, which I don't know if you guys nice. know Billy Talent. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh man, like, you know, crying see like, oh shit, like that was my shit. But anyway. They're kind of like, I don't know, Chris, if you remember, they were kind of like Canada's answer to like, I don't even know who you would equate them to. I don't know, but they were they were like a thing for a minute. I just always remember they had a song on that uh, CGI Ninja Turtles movie. Um <laughs> It's like they're playing Billy Talent while like Michelangelo's getting beat up by kids. <laughs> I, I, I'm, oh my god, I don't know. I don't know if I remember them. But, um, it was like, and that, the reason why this show was so great is I've never seen a scenario of a band basically playing to its audience because it's like, okay, Billy Town being the opener, no one was really there for them. And it's like, you know, they had a couple of good songs. People were enjoying them, but, you know, it's an opening act, so they didn't really have a whole lot of pull there. Then after that, Circa survived because it's like we moved up because it's like, okay, we kind of forgot that Rise Against was the headliner. <laughs> so we moved up towards the stage and then all of a sudden we're just hanging out. The lights dim. Next, you know, we're like, wait, what happened? There's all of these, like, these girls had to have maybe been about 13, 14. It was an all ages show. Like, they were super young and they all just started storming the stage and nearly killed us. So it was like a wave <laughs> of, like, preteen girls, and I was like, what the fuck's happening? And not realizing they're here for Circus Survive, because I guess Anthony Green just, you know, pulls the young kids, and it's like, whatever. He's, he's supposed to be very attractive, I've heard. He was kind um, of, yeah, so, he was kind of dreamy for a minute. Yeah, I um, I got to meet him right before they blew up on, like, a off show in Connecticut, and I was like, even I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they were, what was that line from Superbad? It's like, have you looked into his eyes? It's like the first time I heard the Beatles. <laughs> it felt like that, because it, it was like a folly show, because I did, like, a little tour, and I was like, oh, my God. Or, no, what was the other band he was in? I don't know, but I remember meeting him and being like, oh, my God. Oh, was it Sayosin? Yeah, Sayosin, or something. Sayosin, like that. however you pronounce that? I don't know, but I remember just being like, you're really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but it was crazy, so, like, then all these girls rush the stage, and it's like, okay, cool. 
the end of Rise Against was on it. We didn't realize that they weren't headlining. It was Thursday. So when Rise Against comes out, mostly like college age, a lot of bros. Yeah. And something I never really understood with that band. It's like, how did you get such a big bro quotient considering that I thought they were sort of the antithesis of that? And we're like, okay, that's cool. Then Thursday comes out, and we realize all of a sudden the crowd got really young again. And it's just like, you know what? Anybody else here really want to see Thursday? Part of me wanted to see them, but this isn't, this is kind of like we're all the time Thursday. It's like, nah, it's all right. We can go. So as we're leaving, there's a row of cars outside the venue, and there's like a bunch of parents like waiting outside the cars waiting for their kids. And one of the parents comes up to us, excuse me, uh, what time does Wednesday end? And I'm like, <laughs> And I'm like, at midnight, but now it's like, oh, you mean Thursday, the band's like, oh, no, they just got on, you're going to be here for at least another hour. I was like, okay. And I was just like, wow, let's go, guys. That's adorable. That's so sweet. It was kind of cute. And I was just like, oh, parents. Did your scenes have, like, punk rock moms? I feel like every scene had a punk rock mom. Did my scene? Yeah, like ours, we always have, like, these moms who bring cookies, and, like, they were just really nice and super into it, especially if they... They like drop off the kids and they'd come in and say hi and everyone knew them and it was really it was really sweet. Now looking back, you know I didn't notice that until like later on, like maybe only like four years ago. Like I'd go to shows at like uh, Maxwell's and Hoboken and it'd always be like somebody's mom there, like just chilling out and and she'd always be like moshing with like the rest of the kids. Like yeah, like, yeah. Like, remember, I was jealous. We had this one we called her punk rock mom and she got cancer. And our scene, like, uh-huh. threw a huge benefit concert for her and raised a ton of money. And I'm like, that's awesome. Because we were, like, kids. And kids thought to do that. And I would never have the wherewithal. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, so, um, yeah, we can start wrapping it up. Because I, I have to go to bed soon. Because I have to wake up early. It's only 9.15. Yeah, I have to be at work at 8 every day. And we start with a meeting right at 8. So you got to be there on time. And you got to be sharp. Ugh. Oh, then I would get fired at your job because I'd be yeah. there half asleep with like half a twist or stuck in my Yeah, we've head. had that happen. Most people get fired. And like, you know, it's like, all right, let's talk about some heavy shit. So, uh, Oh, that's right. I know you work and I was like, yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah, I have a sh- But yeah, that's not about me. Um, <laughs> actually, I should have started this earlier, but can you tell us about your Etsy site? But I'll put a plug in the front as well because... I was looking at it, and I'm pretty sure we're going to buy some of those catnip toys because we're all cat-obsessed <laughs> cat human being. Um, well, the Indigo Owl is a business that I run with um, a friend of mine, Eric Ritter, who is awesome. Shout out, Eric! <laughs> um, and we do a lot of, um, like, nerdy cross-stitch, like, wall art kind of stuff, uh, jewelry, uh, cat toys. Um, and we do a lot of like local fairs around here. Um, we applied for Comic-Con and didn't get in, which is super depressing. Um, and I'm really terrible at this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) basically you can find us on, um, Etsy. We are Indigo Owl Accessories. Um, we are also on Facebook under that and, um, Instagram under that as well. So I'll, yeah, I'll put I'll put links in there as well. Cool. Uh, are you going to make any uh, cross stitch references to old bands like lyrics that we all love or something? Throw it out there. <laughs> Maybe um, like a you could cut my throat. <laughs> my one <laughs> gas, whatever how that goes. Oh no! You got to bring back to this one puzzle. Which one's that? 
the dashboard. I should do that. You're going to have to say it to us right now. Please don't oh, like, make let's me. Let's see, this one puzzle, that'd be great. Oh my god, there's so many dashboard lyrics you could do. And no one would find it amusing but me and and you guys. Yep, so look at that, two sales. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. Where can people find you online? Oh, um, I guess that's for Ash. Um, well, but, well, Adrian, you can go first, and then we'll have to um, go last, because you're... I guess Google Agent has issues. Um, that's the handle for Facebook, Twitter, um, agenthasissues.com, where I chat with some really awesome people about all things geek and pop culture. I've had Chris on a couple of shows, so what? definitely check those out. <laughs> and I guess we should probably, I guess it's, I guess my turn to have you back on, so. Oh, yeah, of course. And yeah, uh, you just had Ash on, Ashley on, and it was awesome. Yeah, episode 48. Definitely check it out, because if you enjoyed this, you'll probably enjoy that as well, because we are terrible people when it comes to the music we love. <laughs> <laughs> and Ashley, do you like uh, do you have a digital outlet that people can follow you on? Um, I mostly live on Twitter. Um, I talk mostly hockey on Twitter, but I will also gladly engage in musical and nerdy discussions. Um, I am Iceberg seventy four. How ironic that we got two dudes and a gal on here, and you're the first one to bring up sports. <laughs> so let's just talk about progressives, and you are you're winning. Hooray! Um, Adrian. Yes. Um, before we go, I got really excited about this the other day. Um, I was listening to the Bouncing Souls. Um, nice. The song "Badass." They mentioned T.J. Oshie in it. How did I never Wait, hear this until now? For years, how did I not pick that up? T.J. They mentioned T.J. Oshie in that song. That is a that is also that's kind of badass, right? How have I never picked up on that? Um, it's like right after he mentioned Steve McQueen. When they're like oh. listing shit. So listen listen for it next time you decide to listen to that song. It's bouncing souls, they kinda have to. Like it's like one of like the New Jersey native requirements. <laughs> you have to listen to at least one song. Yeah, it's true. It. And go to the court tavern before it closes and reopens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Shout out to Court Tavern, you're still alive. I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Sorry, I was glancing at the uh the polls for tonight. I my state voted today, so hey, Bernie Sanders won Rhode Island. That's Ooh. awesome. And nothing else. Oh. Oh. Hey, it's Rhode Island now. Hey, fuck, you have no idea. That I voted today, damn it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's because of me. Well you guys have a good rest of your night. I'm gonna go uh hello to my wife and then get ready for bed. Did you know that listening to Let's Chat with Rebel and Friends can improve your memory, problem-solving skills, and ward off Alzheimer's? Hello, everyone. This is Dwight Hurst from the Broken Brain Podcast. It's a weekly podcast about mental health, psychology, and psychotherapy. And unlike the spurious claims I just made about listening to this show, we actually try to talk about things that are researched and just true. If you believed the things I just said about Let's Chat with Rebel and Friends, it probably would come true. That's called the placebo effect. My own experience has been that when I talk to Chris or listen to his show, I always walk away feeling like a little bit better, a little bit smarter, and like the world is a little bit better place to be. Anecdotal evidence that all my claims are true. So tuck yourself in and sit on back and listen to a great episode right now of Let's Chat with Rebel and Friends. Take it away, Chris. Chris.